As was said before and today, and, and through our uh, children's uh, uh, video, today is Reformation Sunday. And uh, it's a time for us to recognize uh, uh, a founder of our church, although he didn't really had that in mind when he, he did this in, in uh, the 1500s, but yet this is what it came to be. And uh, again, we kind of thank God for those people who come and bring the church or bring the church back to where he, where God wanted it to be. You know, people often say, my goodness, as an exclamation. And you know, without thinking, uh, people assume that it's we have some innate goodness on our own. And you know, the Reformation was an attack on this my goodness principle. The date was October 31st, 1517. The place was the Castle Church in Wittenberg, Germany. The action is a priest by the name of Martin Luther that nailed a sheet of 95 theses or a statement to the castle door in Wittenberg. And you know, the castle door was kind of like a community center, you know, a bulletin board. So if there's anything, for example, that uh, they wanted people to know, they would put it on the local bulletin or local uh, door of the church. And this is what uh, 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 Martin Luther did. And you know, those 95 theses were written in reaction to the arrival of a, a Roman Catholic uh, monk named John Tetzel. You see, in Rome, Pope Leo X, to raise money for this project, had sent this Tetzel throughout Germany to sell indulgences. And indulgences were supposed to spare people from their punishment after death in an imaginary place called purgatory. And the members of this congregation where Martin Luther was preaching bought those indulgences. And in so, they were buying into that my goodness principle. You see, the members of that congregation believed that in buying these indulgences, they were actually buying the forgiveness of sins. And this was a good situation, they thought. You know, if I buy that indulgences, they helped their standing before God. My goodness. And Luther, being the good pastor that he was, was very concerned. So he wrote those 95 prepositions or theses on the question of forgiveness of sins through indulgences. And you know, the printing press was just invented a few years before, and here again, God used that. Those printing presses reproduced those 95 statements, and the copy of those spread from person to person, from village to village. And the Reformation then had begun. The principle rediscovered by the reformer Luther, salvation by grace alone. A free gift that God wants to give of his grace. My goodness? No. God's goodness, his undeserved goodness shown to us in Jesus Christ? Yes. 
You see, the Reformation rediscovered God's goodness in place of my goodness. And you know, that my goodness principle lives on today. That sign, or the sign that it lives is, one, first of all, guilt. I want to tell you this morning about an individual named Bill. He was a father of two children who attended a Lutheran school. Now, Bill and his wife, Susan, were not Lutherans, but they thought very highly of the Lutheran school, so they decided to send their children there. Well, anyway, Bill and Susan were having marital problems. So Bill went to his pastor who said that, Bill, if your faith were stronger, you would not have these problems. If you have enough faith, your problems would just go away. And if you do the right things, he was told. Well, you know, Bill felt guilty for not spending more time with his wife and children and now he felt guilty because he was told he didn't have enough faith. And he spent more time and he spent more money on the children and he tried to have more faith in Jesus, but his guilt still was there. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, notes this way, it will be and must be according to this my goodness principle. If you read a little earlier in chapter 3 of, of Romans, Paul says, there is no one that's righteous, not even one. There is no one who does good. No more my good righteous principle. It doesn't work. What do we do? What does work? What we learn and experience is what Martin Luther learned and experienced on the basis of God's word and what he wanted his parishioners to learn and to experience too. You see, St. Paul introduces God's principle of grace in verse 21 of our text for today. And you know, there's the two mightiest words in the entire Bible. And he starts out this exhortation in but now. But now a righteousness from God is apart from the law has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness from God comes through faith in Christ Jesus to all who believe. There's no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that comes by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. So you see what Paul is writing is not my goodness, but Christ's goodness. Now, let's go back to that story that I was telling you about Bill. You know, he was finding himself more guilty, so he decided to visit the pastor of the Lutheran church that operated the the uh, children's school. And maybe he thought this pastor would have some answers for him, some hope. So Bill sat down with the pastor and he recounted his struggles in his marriage and in his family life and in his finances and with his faith. And he said, Pastor, 
I try, but I can't get rid of that load of guilt. And my family is getting no better. And even though I'm trying to do the right things, what's God doing? Where is he in my life? Well, the pastor let Bill, led Bill to this word of Romans that we're using for our text for today. And that central teaching of God's word. You see, in that same teaching became central in the teaching of Martin Luther and the entire Reformation. This teaching, this good news, brought the Reformation. That is, faith and life reformed and renewed to build. It brings faith and renewal to our lives again and again and again. Now, what teaching is that? It is the principle of Christ's goodness and his good work for us. You see, the pastor in his counseling with Bill said that we are we're commanded to be good, but we can't be good because of our sins. We need help. We need God's help. And his help is this, that we are justified by grace through faith. You see, the means that Christ, who was without sin, sets things right between God and us, who are sinners. And he did this by his good and sufficient sacrifice on the cross. He died for us, and he rose again from the dead to prove that we're forgiving, that we're forgiven, and we're right with God. You see, it's not about our goodness but it's about Christ's goodness. And after his exclamation about this, he said, Bill, do you believe this? Bill felt as though a tremendous weight was lifted from him, and he responded, so it's not about me. It's about Jesus, what he has done for me. It's not about you, the pastor said. It's about Jesus. And he commented, I've never heard it explained like that before. Yes, I believe it. The Reformation continues because as we, like Bill, trust that we are righteous in God's sight because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Oh, I think if we look at our, our, uh, ourselves, we know that we're not innocent. We're not really our own, but we're Christ's. It has been credited to us through, by God through faith. What Christ did points as though you and I have done it. What he suffered on that cross is though we have done it. God counts as though we have suffered for it. As we believe that God took our place on that cross to suffer and the eternal condemnation that you and I this morning deserve. You see, God hands down a sentence that you and I don't deserve, not guilty. Forgiveness and life and salvation are yours and mine through faith. You, say this, you see, this grace, undeserved love, there is no room for us boasting about my goodness. 
God gets all the credit and he gets all the thanks. You see, St. Paul in our text puts it this way then. Where then is your boasting? It's excluded. On what principle? On the principle of my goodness or the law? No, but that of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. You see, the good news here this morning is that God declares you, in fact, totally eligible for heaven because of Jesus and his good work for you. And such a faith has a powerful impact on our living. And you know, Martin Luther, in his introduction to his commentary on that book of Romans, wrote a very wonderful paragraph that I think puts this thing all together about faith and what we do. He says, faith is living, daring, confidence in, in God's grace, so sure, so certain that the believer would stake his life on it a thousand times over. This knowledge of and confidence in God's grace makes man glad and bold and happy in dealing with God and with all his creatures. And this is the work which the Holy Spirit performs in faith. Because of it, without compulsion, a person is ready and glad to do good to everyone, to serve everyone, to suffer everything out of love and praise to God who has shown him this grace. And thus, it's impossible to separate works from faith, quite as impossible as to separate heat and light from fire. Now, what about Bill? He left that pastor's office free from guilt. That burden that he came into that pastor's office with was lifted. You see, Christ had borne his burden on the cross. He has forgiveness. He was forgiven because of Christ's death and resurrection. And now, leaving the pastor's office, he knew where he stood with God. God still loved him. This gave him that peace and that hope and, you know, even boldness. And Bill also knew that his renewed relationship with this God did not remove the difficulties he now had to face yet. And there was much work he had to do in improving his relationship with his wife and with his children. And he left that pastor's office knowing that he would need God's strength, given through his powerful word and the Holy Spirit, to help him work out the things in his family. And this, too, gave him peace. It gave him hope, and it gave him boldness. And it was not left to his own devices. He went out of that office with God's help. And that's the way it is for you. You have God's help. So leave that my goodness principle behind and trust another principle, God's principle, the principle of faith centered on God's goodness for you and his grace alone. Amen.